Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. How, 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 how. How, 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 how. What up, world? Welcome to another episode of the RJO Show presented by Slant Sports Audibles. I am your humble host, RJ Ochoa, a staff writer for InsideTheStar.com, the host of Ocho Live, your daily streaming option on my personal Periscope and the official Inside the Star Facebook account, and of course, the host here on the RJO Show, where the NFL is our playground and it is recess. Let's have a good time. Let's talk about family, fun, food, and football, and let's do it right. I hope you're having a great week. I hope you enjoyed... That fun little intro, it is the beginning of the week, it is as we launch this podcast on Tuesday, August 30th, so you are saying goodbye to August and welcoming in the fun, fall sounds, sights, and smells, probably, of September. I um I live in San Antonio, I've said that many a time here on the RJO Show, and it's been raining a lot, it's been dark, it's been cloudy, it's been ominous, and it just has a feeling of fall, and I'm really excited it's the fall time, and I am so stoked. Football is here this week, and college football gets kicked off. And obviously, college isn't exactly what we talk about here on the RJO Show. But nevertheless, I am excited to talk about it. Whenever it comes up on Twitter, you can follow me at RJ Ochoa. That's R-J-O-C-H-O-A. And uh, we'll talk about whatever you want. Seriously, whatever. I've been listening to the Backstreet Boys a lot lately. You want to talk about that? We can do it. Or you want to talk about the NFL? Because we can do that, too. And uh, it has been quite the tumultuous week or a few days since we last talked. It's been epic. It's been crazy around these parts, around the RJO uh, sort of uh, brain trust inside uh, my noggin, my noodle here. And we put on an emergency episode of the RJO show over the weekend, reacting to and digesting the news about Tony Romo and his broken back and just some thoughts on that. Obviously, I've got a bit of a uh, Dallas Cowboys affiliation, so we did that. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Got a lot of nice comments. Thank you very much. Again, if you're enjoying the RJO Show, check it out. RJOchoashow.com. Subscribe. iTunes. Tune in. Stitcher. SoundCloud. Tell a friend. Tell everybody. Tell all your friends. Do it. Um, but today we need to, you know, we need to wrap up some things that happened across the NFL because there were a lot of things and things that are uh, are worth talking about. That's why we're here, right? That's why we lift all them weights. And the first thing that is hot on the mind of all NFL fans is the issue of Colin Kaepernick. Now, Colin Kaepernick was an NFL quarterback of, you know, pretty gigantic fame about, you know, three years ago before it all sort of came crumbling and tumbling down. And Colin Kaepernick decided to make a bit of a, um, I'll call it a political statement. Last weekend in the San Francisco 49ers preseason game against the Green Bay Packers, by now you're well aware of this, Colin Kaepernick chose not to stand during the national anthem. And afterwards he spoke with NFL Network Steve Weich, and he said that he refused, or, you know, he chose not to stand and support a flag that, you know, represented this country because he feels that, black people are being oppressed in this country and he doesn't believe that that flag 
um, you know, represents what it's supposed to stand for these days in America. Now, I'm not here to get political with you, all right? That's not what the RJO show is, all right? Although I do plan on running for president at some point in my life. So just so you know, you know, vote for RJ. You know, we'll get there, America. Don't worry. Anyway, um, here's how I feel about Colin Kaepernick. First of all, I 100 support, well, goodness, I 100% support Colin's decision in terms of the right that he has. I 100% support Colin Kaepernick's right. That's a completely independent thing. All these things are independent. I completely and totally support the rights of every person in America to do things like this. It's, it's his right to do it, and it's my right to talk about it. It's your right to have an opinion. We all have and can and should exercise freedom of speech. That's what makes our country what it is. Now, I don't necessarily have a problem with Colin Kaepernick and, and with his, his sort of movement, his, his, uh, his initiative, his idea to raise awareness I don't have a problem with it. I, I just, I don't want to call it that. I have an issue with it because I don't understand it. And I don't know that Colin understands it. You know, when asked about this, Colin Kaepernick cited police brutality against African Americans. Okay, you know, there's, there's an obvious issue regarding that and other, you know, similar subjects in America. But again, we're not going to get into politics here. What I wanted to hear from Colin Kaepernick after he made a statement like this, and I don't buy for one second that Colin did not think it would blow up. The San Francisco 49ers are one of the most valuable NFL franchises. Yeah, they're garbage right now, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you knew that this was going to catch some wind, especially after the other day on Hard Knocks, Jeff Fisher, you know, had a, a teaching lesson where he showed the Rams exactly how he wanted his team to stand during the national anthem. This was obviously something that people had their eyes on. And so my issue with it is when asked about this and he had time to prepare because Colin knew that the story was blowing up. If Colin had come out and said in case X, in instance, Y, in event Z, if he had cited specific examples I would have said, hey, this dude obviously has done his homework on this instance. But instead, Colin Kaepernick said, I've seen videos. Okay, Colin, what, I mean, you know, like my, my problem with him in this is just that it doesn't feel like he totally knows what he's talking about. He just wants to raise awareness. And then, okay, fine. You know what, Colin, I'll, I'll give you a pass here. Maybe you, you couldn't cite a specific example. All right, you're speaking in generalities, and I don't agree with that, but that's fine. So Colin says that he's going to continue to. By the way, that I think it's just I think the irony behind this is is cool. Just you know, by he's standing up by sitting down. I think that's cool because um, I like things like that. But you know that you're an RJO show listener. Colin says he's going to continue to stand up for those who don't have voices or don't have the platform he does. And by the way, I think that's a noble thing. I think if you use your platform, if you're blessed enough to have one like Colin Kaepernick is, and you use it 
to serve as a voice for people who don't have one. I think that in a vacuum is a noble thing. But Colin Kaepernick says, I'm going to continue to stand up for those that that don't have a voice and continue to sit until that flag represents what I believe it represents. And that's Colin Kaepernick's plan. What, what's the rest of your plan, Colin? You know, that, that's my other issue with this, is Colin didn't offer any type of solution. Colin just wants to say there's a problem. He doesn't want to say, I believe we need to be doing X. I believe we need to be doing Y. I believe we need to be doing Z. Colin Kaepernick provides no light or no substance on this issue. And so that's why this, this is what it is. I don't have a problem with Colin Kaepernick believing in something. Like I said, that's his right, and I support that right. But tell me what you believe in, Colin, and then we'll all start to talk about it and try to make sense of it. So Colin Kaepernick, it is what it is. You know what it is. That is what it is. All right. Joey Bosa, defensive end for the San Diego Chargers, drafted with the third overall pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, finally signed his rookie contract on Monday, August 29th, which is amazing because now we don't have to worry about that forever. The Chargers and Joey Bosa, look, this whole situation is ridiculous. There's no winner here. The only person who wins is Joey Bosa's agent who gets a nice cut of the salary and the bonus and the upfront money that he negotiated for his client. And that's awesome. But the Chargers look bad. Joey Bosa looks bad. And Joey Bosa came out on Monday after, you know, everything happened and he talked about how he deleted his Twitter and his Instagram accounts because of the negative backlash he received because he hadn't signed his contract. I understand that, Joseph. By the way, Joey, it sounds I feel so weird talking professionally and seriously about somebody named Joey. You know, like Joey just sounds like like a playful person, like, oh, Joey, little Joey. Um but either way, okay Joey, so you can't handle the criticism and the scrutiny dude, welcome to the NFL. And so, I mean, I'm not going to peel that onion back too much, but then he goes on and says, and I'm sure you heard that his mom on Facebook said that she wishes that they had pulled an Eli. This was a few months ago. And he said, yeah, my mom thought that she was sending that as a private message. She had no idea that everyone could see that. So obviously, if you are a member of the Bosa clan, you don't understand how social media works, even though it's 2016. But whatever, Joey Bosa is finally, you know, under contract and will be playing this season for the San Diego Chargers this coming less than a week after the Chargers and Joey Bosa had a big public relations war out in front of the whole world, which was not a good look. And thankfully for them, thankfully for you, and thankfully for me, this whole thing is over and behind us. Something else I want to talk about, and I did talk about this on Ocho Live on Monday, Monday's episode of Ocho Live. By the way, Ocho Live, my daily streaming option that you can watch on my personal Periscope, which is just my username, RJ Ochoa, or the official Inside the Star Facebook page. Just search for Inside the Star on Facebook. You can watch us on Facebook Live there. Every day I stream Ocho Live talking about anything and everything going on in the world of the Dallas Cowboys. And on Monday, I finally addressed the issue regarding Zeke Elliott. The fourth overall pick, the person taken after Joey Bosa, also of Ohio State Buckeye fame. Now you're thinking, what issue? He looked amazing. He ran over Cam Chancellor a thousand times last week in Seattle before Tony Romo broke his back and after Tony Romo broke his back. What Zeke Elliott did, and I, like I said, I addressed this. You can go watch that episode or you can talk to me about it if you have any questions. Zeke Elliott, while in Seattle, strolled into a marijuana dispensary. That's fine. Marijuana is legal in the state of Washington. 
He didn't break any laws. He didn't do anything wrong by definition. What he did was just make a bad decision. Now, a lot of people feel really strongly about this. They say, well, he didn't do anything wrong. Why why is everybody making a huff and and a puff? You know, no pun intended on the puff. Now, why is everybody making a big deal about this? It's legal. He just walked in. He's a tourist. He had never seen it before. He was curious. The big deal is that Zeke Elliott has to know the, the microscope that he's under. He has to understand the optics of the situation. Okay? Now, I have a rule in life. All right? I have a lot of rules. You know, one of them is BRJ. Two of them is eat Whataburger all the time. By the way, Whataburger... You should sponsor this show. Just do it, all right? I buy your food all the time. But one of my rules in life is called the purple pants rule, all right? Now, the purple pants rule is really simple. If you are getting paid to do something that's called a job, and your job tells you, they say, RJ, you cannot wear purple pants on Wednesdays. And I agree to those terms. I say, okay, I agree to perform a function you agree to pay me for it, and I agree to you know the following stipulations. One of them being that I cannot wear purple pants on Wednesdays. I agreed to that, you know, in a fully, knowingly, and optimally conscious way. I agree to that. I make that decision out of my own free will. If I then wear purple pants to work on Wednesday, and I get in trouble, who is to blame? Is it stupid that I that? You know, is it is it silly? Is it a silly rule? Yeah. But I agreed to it. And Zeke Elliott, his employer, his boss, says, you cannot smoke marijuana. If you do, you're going to get suspended. Look at your teammate, Randy Gregory. Look at your teammate, Rolando McClain, and his purple drink. All right, purple's a big thing today. So, okay. Maybe he didn't buy any weed. Obviously, he didn't. You know, he definitely did not. Let's Let's get that clear. But going back to the purple pants thing, if that was the rule for me, I would not go into a dispensary that primarily sold purple pants because it would look really bad for me. Zeke Elliott has to understand that. Whether it's legal or not, obviously this is a legal thing, he can't do it. You just cannot. You have to understand. You, this is your job. This is what comes with the territory. If you don't like it, get a different job. Zeke Elliott's mom tweeted that, you know, they had talked to him and that he's going to have to grow up in the public eye. She's right. That's another rule of life. Moms are always right. Mom, I love you if you're listening. Anyway, so Zeke Elliott has to understand that. We all have to understand that. And let's put that behind us. We had to get these things out of the way. They're big topics when it comes to the NFL. We're going to take a break in a second. When we come back, we're going to talk about the latest cuts that have happened so far in the NFL. The NFL has to trim down to the 75-man roster by the end of today when this episode airs Tuesday, August 30th. We're going to be talking about the players, some high-name, big-name veterans that have already been cut and, you know, throwing out some potential new homes for them. So don't go anywhere. Go get some Whataburger. We'll hang out. We'll have a good time. We'll be right back after this break. since I left the city, you, you, you. You and me, we just don't get along. You make me feel like I did you wrong. Going places where you don't belong. Ever since I left the city, you, you got exactly what you had. Cowboys Nation, what is going on? You know what the answer is? 
football season. That's right, it's here, and I want to help you get prepared. I know you're looking for the best Dallas Cowboys content that's out there in the whole wide world of the internet, and the best place is InsideTheStar.com. At Inside the Star, myself and our fabulous team of writers work around the clock, 24-7, 365, to make sure that you have the best information when it comes to America's team. We have game previews, player profiles, bold predictions, breaking news, anything and everything that you want when it comes to the blue and silver. So come hang out with us at InsideTheStar.com. Follow us on Twitter at InsideTheStarDC. Like our official Facebook page. Just search for InsideTheStar or follow us on Google+, Snapchat, Instagram. Anything and everything you can think of will be there. Now let's get back to this episode of the RJO Show. What up, Welcome back to the RJO Show, where we are hanging out, talking about the wide world of the National Football League and its encompassing elements. As always, I am RJ Ochoa, and we are in this thing together. Now, let's talk about some roster cuts in the NFL. The NFL is trying to trim down each team, their roster to 75 players, because the NFL said they have to. And everybody does what the NFL says they have to, except for Colin Kaepernick. Just kidding. The NFL hasn't said he has to do anything. Either way, let's talk about some big names that have been released across the whole NFL. So the Atlanta Falcons released Gus Johnson, the running back who the Cowboys fell in love with a year ago in the preseason, and he's now a member of the San Diego Chargers. Cool. No big deal. Nothing big coming out of the Atlanta Falcons. But that's because the Atlanta Falcons don't do a whole lot of big things. Either way, you know, probably not that shocking when you consider they have Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman. But hey, it's cool. The Carolina Panthers releasing wide receiver Stephen Hill, which is kind of shocking. You know, Stephen Hill had a really bright future ahead of him as a member of the Jets, and then people thought he'd catch on in Carolina. It didn't really happen, and, you know, that's a sad story. I feel badly for him. Stephen Hill had a lot of talent, and he kind of, you know, just never lived up to it, and that's okay. The Cleveland Browns, courtesy of Sashi, their uh, their personnel guy, and Hugh Jackson trying to reshape the team that has uh, sort of become synonymous with losing this century. The Cleveland Browns had some interesting releases, and they had a trade, too, by the way. The Cleveland Browns released Austin Davis, quarterback, most notably, you know, with a member of the St. Louis Rams. Defensive lineman Nick Hayden, a former Dallas Cowboys fame, who Rod Marinelli famously called Golden Cock. Linebacker Paul Kruger, who was a member of the 2012 world champion Baltimore Ravens, got a big free agent deal from the Browns and just never, ever lived up to it. I think Paul Kruger is going to catch, catch on somewhere. I talked about him on Ocho Live as somebody who the Cowboys might go after. He's a 3-4 pass rush. The guy knows how to get after the quarterback. And ultimately, that's a really valuable thing in the NFL. If you can do that, NFL teams are going to value and they're going to covet you. And so Paul Kruger, I think, is the first person who's probably going to get a job of the people we've named so far. I think Austin Davis is one of the most, you know, one of the best backup options available in terms of free agent quarterbacks on the market. And I think that a team's going to really, you know, really value that and snatch him up. A team like the Cowboys, who have a shaky position, you know, when it comes to the quarterback and position, I mean, line of depth. But hey, the Cleveland Browns also releasing kicker Travis Coons, wide receiver Ed Egan. And, uh, you know, sad day for those guys. The Denver Broncos, they, uh, you know, they got in on the action. They released a couple of linebackers, Darnell Sankey and Frank Shannon. But the Denver Broncos are in the news because they're thinking about releasing quarterback Mark Sanchez. Now, you're probably wondering, why would they do that? They have something named Trevor Simeon starting for them next Thursday night against the Carolina Panthers in their defense of their world title. 
because they think Trevor Simeon is great. And I got to be honest with you, Trevor Simeon's looked good in the preseason. And I mean, you know, good from, you know, putrid, you know, expectations. He's looked better than Mark Sanchez and Paxton Lynch, which isn't a hard thing to do. But the Denver Broncos are, you know, this is what's so interesting. You have all these all these teams who are trying to shop these guys. All right, they're calling you up saying, dude, come on, give me a seventh rounder for this guy. And if I'm the guy, if I'm the dude, I'm saying, why? You're going to release him tomorrow. You're going to, you know, why would I give you anything when I could pick that guy up off the street for free? What am I doing? So it's always funny. Makes me giggle when teams try to do that. They try to pull one over on people. It's like that guy in your fantasy football league who's just trying to swindle you. You know he's about to cut somebody and he's trying to trade you anyway. He's just trying to pull one over. He's trying to toss him in as an extra player for a trade maybe to to really, you know, pull the wool over your eyes. And it's just not going to happen. The Denver Broncos likely going to add quarterback Mark Sanchez to this list of players that they've released. The Detroit Lions released guard Jeff Schwartz. Now, this is really interesting, and I think Jeff Schwartz is a great guard in the National Football League. He's a great offensive lineman. I think Jeff Schwartz would be a starting guard for a lot of teams in the NFL. I think he's just a victim of the Lions having a lot of you know, passable offensive linemen. And Jeff Schwartz is a really cool dude. He's a really great follow on Twitter. He's a really funny guy. And so I definitely believe that he's going to catch on somewhere. And so, uh, you know, good for you know Jeff Schwartz, although obviously a bit of a rough day. The Indianapolis Colts, man, they released a whole bunch of dudes. Danny Anthrop, wide receiver. Justin Berger, wide receiver. Alden Darby, safety. Eric Herman, guard. The list goes on and on and on. They also released running back Trey Williams of Texas A&M fame. He, uh, he had once had a great rendition of an R. Kelly song at the Liberty Bowl that Texas A&M played, and it was incredible. He has the voice of an angel. And so that was cool for him. The Kansas City Chiefs, they, uh, they had some releases of their own. Bryce Cheek, defensive back. Nico Davis, defensive lineman. I know you're probably like, who are all these guys? A lot of these guys are going to you know, bring up that question. And I know, you know we're going to talk about some big names. We're getting there. We've had a few along the way. But um, you know, the nature of this is that the people who are released are players that you've probably never heard of. But some guys that you have heard of were released by the New England Patriots. And you're going to scratch your chin. You're going to say, why would they release these guys? Well, I urge you to remember that this is Bell, Bell, uh, Bill Belichick. Bell, Bell, Belichick. Ooh, the, I've never thought about this, but the amount of puns with Bill are amazing. Like, why have we never made, like, a pun on, like, the Bill song by Destiny Child? It should be all about him, I think. I really believe that. I'm going to look into this. Anyway, the New England Patriots released defensive tackle Terrence Knighton. That's a big name. Pot Roast, as he is known around uh, NFL circles. He did the Bridgestone commercials, which you've probably seen. Terrence Knighton. Now available to be scooped up by somebody. Bear Pasco, a tight end. They'd released him a while back. He has one of the best names in the NFL. It's a shame that he doesn't play for the Bears because that would just make sense. Also, the Patriots released Nate Washington, wide receiver, sort of a journeyman in the NFL. Never really had anything amazing. Played for the Titans and the Texans last year. This was, you know, if you can't, you know, if you can't get Bill Belichick to see something in you, you definitely don't have something great in you. That's fine. Moving on, the New York Jets released Lake Seastrunk, a running back. They released somebody who's close to Trey Williams, Terry Williams, they released. They released two kickers. You know, actually, sorry, one kicker. This thing has them printed twice. His name is Ross Martin, and he's listed twice as being released. Poor Ross Martin printed as being released twice. That's got to be awful. Man, poor dude. The Philadelphia Eagles, they, you know, this kind of caught my eye. 
The Eagles released two wide receivers, Chris Givens and Ruben Randall. Now, Philadelphia fans thought that Ruben Randall was going to be the answer to Philadelphia's potential wide receiver problem. Not that, you know, he was going to be their leading guy. Obviously, that's Jordan Matthews. But Nelson Aguilar hasn't been anything amazing. People thought that Ruben Randall was going to come in and be a nice complimentary piece to that whole core. And the fact that he's released, the Eagles might have the worst wide receiver core in the NFL. They really might. And that's a real thing. Especially if Jordan Matthews isn't out there and he missed a preseason game. So we got to see that for real. And so if any team is in a position to be releasing wide receivers, I don't think that it's the Philadelphia Eagles. But hey, they did it. So they're obviously in that position. What do I know? Or what do they know? Guess we'll find out. Moving on, um, the Tennessee Titans got in the mix. They released a wide receiver of their own, Reese Horn. These are guys, like I'm saying, I know you've never heard of these dudes. But they released Tyler Patman, who a lot of people on this show, in terms of listening, know. Tyler Patman cornerback for the Dallas Cowboys, got into a fight with Des Bryant a couple training camps ago, caught on with the Miami Dolphins, never could do anything great. And hey, it is what it is. And that's how it rolls. The Washington Redskins released wide receiver Des Stewart, probably because they realized that they can't have a Des, and they're really jealous that the Cowboys do. But in terms of injuries, you know, we already talked about Tony Romo, but there were two that I think we needed to discuss. Mike Jenkins, a cornerback, famously from South Florida, drafted in 2008 first round by the Dallas Cowboys, was playing with the Arizona Cardinals, tore his ACL last weekend, done for the year. And right after the play, he was on the ground, he slammed the ground, he knew. You know, I've never torn my ACL, thank God, but I think it's one of those things where you know, you feel it, and you know you're done. You know it's tough cookies. And it's tough cookies for Benjamin Watson, the tight end for the Ravens, who they just signed this past offseason in free agency, away from the New Orleans Saints, also tore his ACL. Those are two big dudes that teams are counting on. And I know that the Arizona Cardinals already have Patrick Peterson, but beyond him, their corner depth isn't isn't Patrick Peterson-like. I mean, they've got a great secondary, but the Cardinals were counting on Mike Jenkins, and the Ravens were counting on Benjamin Watson to be a big threat. I mean, the Ravens, you know, I know I said the Eagles have maybe the worst wide receiver core in the NFL, but the Ravens are up there in terms of aerial weapons for Joe Flacco. So that's interesting. But hey, you know, the good news is, is that we escaped the third preseason game, which is the dress rehearsal, with no gigantic injuries. I think the biggest one is obviously Tony Romo. But other than that, the NFL didn't lose a whole lot of stars. We've seen big time guys tear their ACLs in the preseason, and that's good. And everybody's safe because nobody's going to play anything dangerous when it comes to the fourth preseason game. All the preseason games will be played on Thursday. Um, September 1st, I believe. So yeah, I know how to read a calendar. Except the Buccaneer Redskin game is being moved to Wednesday, August 31st. It's being moved because of some serious rain and lightning um, anticipation in the Tampa area. So they're taking extra precautions. They're moving the game to Wednesday night, which is cool. Gives us football on a different night. Something to do. Something to have fun with. And I like fun. I like fun and football, friends, family, and food. I think I said food, if I didn't know well. But yeah, that was the show for today. Tons of NFL news, tons of NFL action, and I hope you enjoyed it. I sure did. Had a good time, rocked out to some music, and talked to my friends. That's you. Anyway, we'll be back 
later this week with a, a post-game episode for the Cowboys-Texans preseason game. Going to have Jimmy Giles Seth know who you guys heard last week. He'll be on. He is a Texans fan. So we'll go back and forth in terms of what we liked, what we didn't like, and uh, what we anticipate in terms of who's going to get you know cut from the 75-man roster when the, the teams have to whittle down to the final 53 later this weekend. So we'll talk about that. That'll be available right after the Cowboys-Texans preseason game. I'm doing Ocho Live, like I said, every single day. I've got the schedule on my Twitter. Just let me know if you have a question. Ask me at RJ Ochoa, and I'll let you know. Follow me on Periscope, like Into the Star on Facebook. Additionally, on Tuesday night, Tuesday, August 30th, I am recording with the Inside the Pylon gang, their Quick Kicks podcast. So I will be on their podcast this week. Also, you can listen to that, and you should be listening to that anyway. Their podcast is one of the best in the business. If you love football, you want to learn about the game and hear some great guys talk about it, the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast is the pod for you. But I will be on it. I'll be tweeting and retweeting the link continually throughout the week. So let me know if you want to get to that as well. I'll, I got something else coming up next week that I'm really excited about. I'll let you guys know as soon as I can. Um, but... I'm, uh, I'm really excited about it, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Another, another thing for you to tune into and subscribe to and, and enjoy, and I'm really pumped about that. I'm really pumped about this week. We're going to have a lot of great content for you at InsideTheStar.com this week, talking about the Final 53, Dak Prescott, potential different options. We've got you covered from the floor to the roof, from the east to the west, from, you know, everywhere and everywhere to everywhere and everywhere. That's right. I said it twice. Either way. No way. Whatever. It's the end. That's how we do it. You know. You're an RJ Osho listener. You know how this rolls. Let's get out of here. I hope you have a great week. I'll talk to you on Ocho Live every day this week. Look out for the schedule. I'll talk to you on the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast, and I'll talk to you after Cowboys Texans when we break it down, Jimmy, Josh, Sethna, and I. Until then, I hope you have a fabulous week. I hope that it is filled with fun, food, family, football, and many blessings for you and yours. As always, go Cowboys. And peace out! Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down? Tell me. Oh, what you gonna do? Do you wanna get down? Oh, what you gonna do?